Welcome to the LG Podcast, and I am your host, Richie, along with... Uh, your secondary or co-host, if you would, Isaiah. And this, and this is our very first episode of the LG Podcast, where we cover, as our name says, lore, gaming, and entertainment. LG basically means lore, gaming, and entertainment. Yep, just a couple of nerds in a room talking about video games and other stuff. Exactly. Also, we'd like to give a big shout out to Sean Fields of After Midnight Productions. You can find him on Instagram at STFAMP, who has provided our intro music. Thanks, Sean. So, what we're going to cover today is a top five of the best video games to play on the GameCube. In other words, classic games. So, I'll get five, Isaiah will get five, and then we'll talk about them a bit give our opinions on them because we've had experience playing them and then go from there near the end of the episode we'll give our top our uh, top gamecube game uh before that maybe we'll say some honorable mentions because there are a lot yeah there are a lot i mean gamecube at the time of it at the time it was had some really great games had really good quality games that you could play with friends on your own and just overall have a good time with honestly i'd say it is nintendo's ps2 Exactly. That's the uh, the quality of it. So definitely. All right. Why don't you start off with one of yours, Isaiah? Alrighty. First up, we're going with Mario Kart Double Dash. Alright. So, have you ever played that game, Richie? I actually did. Um, I used to gather around it at my after school program when I was a kid, and everyone was playing. It's like a whole couch of everyone either on the couch, sitting on the floor, playing back and forth, tons of laughs all. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, me and my dad used to play. I didn't have a whole lot of friends, but, you know, uh, I'd count him as one of my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we played that for a little while. Uh, kind of a fuzzy memory on it, but, you know, looking back, it uh, it still holds up pretty nice. You know, aside from the graphics, the uh, controls were pretty good, and, I don't know, all around a fun game. Right on. All right, so with Mario Kart Double Dash, my experience was I was so intimidated to play the game, but I played it a few times and really enjoyed it. And the other thing was some of my friends who were really good at it, they, they got really competitive, some salt here and there, <laughs> things, it, it, but it got fun so far. But um, how much is that game online now? We need the copy I got, the scratched, unworking copy, mind you, uh, was about $60. 60 bucks for a dysfunctional game. Yeah, 60 bucks for a dysfunctional game. I kind of got a little bit screwed on that one. Yeah. uh, All good, but it still definitely is a good quality game. Just check the buyers. And now we'll move on to, I guess, one of my picks. Yeah, your fifth. My fifth. So my fifth pick, Pokemon Coliseum. Hmm. So Pokemon Coliseum, at the height of Game Boy Advance, you had games like Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. A lot of people are playing it, but before Pokemon Emerald came Pokemon Coliseum, uh, which was the next like main Pokemon game for a console, and it was really good. So unlike the previous iterations, which were Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Coliseum took you on another adventure through the Ore region with a lot of Pokemon from the second generation and first generation. It's a combination of both, and the introduction of Shadow Pokemon. Took a whole journey through this new region, and one of the biggest pros of this is if you owned a copy of Ruby and Sapphire, then later on Fire Red and Leaf Green, you were able to port really rare Pokemon in Coliseum to that game. The whole game had everything from a good solid story about 
um, essentially a Pokemon thief that you play as. And then you even had Mount Battle, which was a hundred levels of, of trainers that you fought. Mm-hmm. And then if you got to it, you got legendary Pokemon. Nice. So, but it was it was a really good game. I still have the game, but I didn't finish it because my Pokemon aren't updated yet. So I'm having a hard time with that. And Shadow Pokemon, you have to catch them there. Otherwise, you got to restart the whole game to get them. Yikes. Well, you know, the sad part about this is back when I was little, my mom didn't let me watch Pokemon. Uh, so I didn't really get a chance to get into it all that much. Uh, I just know the little yellow fluffy one. What's his name? Pikachu? Yeah. Aren't they all called mm-hmm. Pikachu? <laughs> yeah. They're all called Pikachu. No. Oh, okay. So, yeah, let's, let's go with that. But that's <laughs> that's essentially what that came with. Came with a sequel later, XD, but that's a different story. Hmm. And stuff. All right, so you're now, let's go on to number four picks, your four pick. My fourth pick is Metroid Prime 2. Who boy. Now, Good call. Yeah, all right, so... This one, from graphics to sound design, I don't know, I, a masterpiece, really. You know, coming off the heels of the first one, it improved on a lot, uh, but the story got a little, you know, a little haphazard here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not my favorite. I'll get to the favorite in a, in a second, but uh, I remember throughout my entire life, I've had trouble beating this one, uh, as well as the first one. And uh, I think it wasn't until maybe five years ago that I actually, you know, beat it. And uh, I'll tell you, that was one of uh, the the uh, biggest achievements in my life. That feels good, like kind of a sad life, but you know, <laughs> what can you do? It's like no, it's like that feels good. It's it feels good, like when you get stuck in a game, and like the longest I was stuck in a game for when I was around like younger was Castlevania: Circle of the Moon, Zombie Dragons. Mm. That took me like three months to do. And I was with breaks in between, and finally I literally had nothing to do. I'm like, I'm going to go back and try it. And I finally beat it after a few weeks. Um, definitely a lot shorter than when I tried to beat Uncharted on Brutal. Uh, that, that, that was brutal. Well, it's, yeah. Uh, it's the, especially the sister, the water sister part. But it, it feels good. It's like, damn, I just accomplished like something that was so freaking hard. Yeah, it's, you know, and I, I don't know. You know. My dad introduced me to the Metroid series. And I've loved it ever since. Uh, he got me into video games when I was like six years old, and uh, I'd say one of one of the top first games that I had was uh, Metroid Zero Mission. Mm. So Metroid's been in my heart for a long, long time. Yeah, Metroid's Metroid's a good game because I didn't grow up with them, but um, at one point when I was like transitioning in between jobs, uh, I was like, hmm, I don't have anything to do. Maybe I should look up Metroid Prime walkthroughs. So music was good. Um, I, it was really entertaining for me. I'm like, damn, if I get a GameCube, I should probably try this out during my spare time. <laughs> you know, it's still not too late, Richie. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll take your word up on that. So let's go with your number four. So my number four pick is Naruto Clash of Ninja 2. So I picked this one because it was a good fighting game. And it was a good fighting game. And notice I specifically picked number two considering you had three and you went to the revolution series and then i think i lost count after that <laughs> thanks but um i specifically picked number two because number one didn't have too many characters it was really limited it was small and you could probably tell they thought hmm this isn't gonna go anywhere but it did so then they said let's bring out two and then add in some more and they added in some more so kind of like the whole smash bros syndrome huh? exactly they they doubled up on the characters so you had more characters, uh, more versions of the characters, like 
Sasuke, Shopping One Sasuke, Kakashi, Shopping One Kakashi, things like that. Now, next to Mario Kart Double Dash, where during my after school program, was this game. I mean, I probably doubled the amount of people who surrounded it, and you had everything from from yays, boos, a lot of salt at one point, a lot of just like wow moments things one dude who was one of the staff just jumped on that and started like wrecking everyone things then i mean at the time i was i wasn't really too keen on putting myself out there for like new games but i took a chance with this and i went like on a 20 game win streak in front of everyone wow and they were like oh man to be fair i was spamming um i was playing really cheap so i was spamming one move and apparently for 20 whole games they didn't figure out how to how to avoid this hmm. it was either through block or jump but even after that it just follows up and you go from there but it got as you started playing more of the other players who were better it got intense they even moved the moved the whole game to the big screen hey well you know when in doubt just beat up small children mm-hmm. was that and then after that we had a whole tournament and everything so that's why it's so it was so fun for me things everyone's like how do you do that combo and things like that so that that's why it's on the list for me because it's i think nowadays you don't get that that big sense of community when you decide to play games unless you're like attending a tournament Mm. and even still but i mean that's that's why you play some games like this just like get a community together and then start um having fun have in throwing salt yeah the bygone days of at home multiplayer exactly so, all right, so let's go into the number three section, starting with yours. All right, my number three was, I'll tell you, Richie, it was tough to put this one there. Mm-hmm. I love this game so much, and it just the GameCube had so many good games. But my number three is going to be the first Metroid Prime. And the reason why it's my favorite, let me tell you, Richie, the feeling of booting this game up for the first time, the, the amazement as you walk as Samus walks out of her ship, all in, all in her 3D glory, uh, it's nothing like it. You said ship, not other word. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Am I cursing? No. No. Okay, good. Good. I don't mean to be. Sorry to the kids that are hearing this. <laughs> um, but yeah, from, from the visuals to the music and the, the gameplay, which at times was a little rough on the GameCube controller, mm-hmm. which I'll tell you, they really did clean up with that Wii U port. Um, in fact, the Wii U port is the version that I, I actually finally finished uh, the Metroid Prime series on. So I hadn't beaten one until it was out on the Wii U. Wow, really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Hey, you know, can you blame eight-year-old me yeah. not being able to finish mm-hmm. a you know, rather hard game? It, it is. I've, I've seen the gameplay for it because it functions like an FPS um, with puzzle elements and everything, and it, it's, it's a fun game overall. Oh, yeah, and don't get me started on the boss battles. You mm-hmm. know, some of them were really easy. Some of them were really hard. Let's talk about uh, Meta Ridley, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he was uh, he was a little tough. And then the final boss, the actual Metroid Prime, he could, uh, he could give you a run for your money. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I said, I, I think one of my favorite aspects to the whole game was the music and the, the kind of aura it had around it you felt so alone at some points the caverns uh, yeah misty caverns was a good thing to have yeah, played that at yeah. work one time you had magmore caverns you had uh i forget the name of the ice place yeah. but yeah and to this day i still listen to the music from it exactly. I, i've you know I fully admit that i pirate that music mm-hmm. 
metal release theme like that stuck with me and stuff i love the theme um i love the theme because i first heard it in super smash brothers brawl but then i'm like oh this was on gamecube and then like having to face ridley you see him just like slam down at the ruins and then start to hawking up fire and everything mm-hmm. i'm like that that's like for a GameCube game, that must have been like next level stuff. Oh yeah, and it's kind of intimidating for such a small kid. Mm-hmm. You know, you see this giant pterodactyl-looking guy mm-hmm. fall from the ground or from the sky. He's about to mess you up, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Is that? All right. Well, let's go on to your number three, which is. So my number three is Super Smash Brothers Melee. Ooh. So Super That's Smash. That's a tough one. Yeah. Super Smash Brothers Melee is probably the most prominent GameCube game known because uh, you, we get a Smash game like every good five years. I think for that though, there's probably five or six, give or take. And this updated the roster uh, from the original 64. And also, this is what brought the Super Smash Brothers games into the. This is the first one to get T, to get a T rating. Ooh. T isn't Tom. Things which for me at the time was a bit restrictive, but I still got the play. So. Everyone knows how melee works. Uh, in terms of the technical aspects, the frame, the frame rates on attacks are a lot faster. It's why they still today play competitively, despite controversy of what just recently happened. It's still a good game. Things, the cast of characters were also well expanded upon, bringing in characters that people never even seen, at least in the states. Was it uh, Solid Snake one of those characters they brought into that game? No, that was actually in Brawl. Ah, mm-hmm. my mistake, Richard. That, that would have been, been great, honestly. Yeah. Because he did get his own GameCube game after that. Um, but they brought in a cast of characters from games that were currently not in the U.S., including from Fire Emblem, Marth, oh. Marth and Roy from Marth from Fire Emblem Shadow Dragons, uh, which was on the NES and then got remade for 3DS, and then Roy... From the Sacred Stones, which was for the Game Boy Advance, this brought in the '64 version. The '64 version of Super Smash Brothers, Link was the only person with the sword. But then you brought in for melee the new sword characters like Marth and Roy. Finally, brought in sword combat. Only difference is they use a shield. Was Meta Knight in that game? No, Meta Knight. <sighs> like I'm uh, just swinging and missing. Today. <laughs> no. Meta Knight, you cannot ruin friendships yet in Melee <laughs> and things. Uh, Ganador finally became a playable character. He, I honestly, he got a, um, he had a sword technically, but it was for an emote. Mm. And things. But he hit like a truck, but he was so slow. Like the moment he raises his fist, you could just like take your time to dodge. Hmm. So things. kind of a variation of a glass cannon, more yeah. of like a, a brick cannon. Yeah, he was like Captain Falcon, but a lot slower and a lot heavier. A thick boy. Uh-huh. That is essentially it. You had all kinds of other characters. You had the first mention of Echo characters, like Dr. Mario, um, if you want to call him an Echo character. But Melee was great. I mean, we enjoyed the challenges, and they expanded on it. Now, can you explain to me what an Echo character is? So an Echo, an echo character, not an Echo. Character, an Echo character is essentially a clone character, and the term got coined when Ultimate came out uh, by the developers. But an Echo character is a clone version of a character that works and functions the same as they do, but probably either does it a little less than their original or a little more than their original. So kind of like Dark Samus in a way, too. Exactly. Oh, okay, I get it. And which, speaking of Dark Samus, she's an Echo character as well in Ultimate. Yeah. Things. Um, in other words, it's like they want to. 
echo characters were put there to give some more variety but not too much of variety so they have their own differences but they're still somewhat the same uh you know i'd say it's better than just being another skin yeah for the same character that's that's what they're trying to avoid yeah things um they're not too different they're not like they're not too the same like if they put dark link in there's literally no difference except yeah. that's literally they're like this that's classified as a skin things but then you got in challenges the introduction of crazy hand um and then mewtwo even came in there there's so much for that game things and i enjoyed it a lot um growing up nowadays i, I can't play i can't play me melee well so i passed on it but yeah he, but yeah despite the recent controversy it's it's still a very good game it is so the, the, the game had nothing to do with whatever players might do on their own exactly so let's move on to the number two sections all right so if we're going to start out with my number two which i'm saying we are that's mm -hmm. you have, you have no choice in this <laughs> Uh, my number two is Luigi's Mansion. Ooh, good one. Now, folks, this is a game I still play to this very day. In fact, the other day I was playing it on my Nintendo 3DS. So uh, they remade that one, but I had beaten it first originally on the GameCube. So props to me. That was one I actually did beat on the GameCube. Nice. Um, I don't know. For, for a Nintendo game starring a Mario character, that game kind of scared me as a kid. <laughs> not going to lie. Yeah, not gonna lie. The uh, the cartoonish ghosts. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, they're for the funny little noises they made. Oh, and the don't get me started on the music. The music is hypnotic. Let me tell you mm -hmm. that uh, that first little bit there. Dun, da, 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 dun. Yeah, it's uh, it can, once you get it in your head, it's kind of hard to get it out. I'll bet it's uh, uh, that was actually the first one. Uh, GameCube was getting introduced to the general public. Um, I, that was the first game that they showed as like, hey, this is the new GameCube system, and check it out, we got a new game for it, mm. Luigi's Mansion. Nice. And I thought, wow, this looks really cool, because the last game I played before that, that was even Mario-related, was Mario 64. Wow. Yeah. Taking it back. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was a good game. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, and the overarching story and the the, the mechanics of that game were, uh, were pretty good. Uh, I remember walking around as a little kid with your little vacuum. You know, it... It would really inspire little kids to help their moms clean their homes. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I bet. Unfortunately, it didn't really do that for me. I still didn't like doing chores. Yeah. You know, if I would have thought of that argument as a kid, I could have probably net a GameCube and Luigi's Mansion. Maybe. 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 I was like, hey, I'm being inspired to vacuum now. It's like, oh, yeah, sure, you can show up. You sure, a little Richie. <laughs> it's the, yeah, but it's a good game. And it was cool to see Luigi finally, like, Become oh, his yeah. own character. Finally step out into the world and, mm -hmm. you know, become himself. Yeah. He was the one saving Mario this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, Mario was the princess. I, sh <laughs> I should still... I sh So I never got a chance to play Luigi's Mansion, and I probably should. You know what, Richie? Just for you. I'm going to let you borrow my copy. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'd like... See, it's good to see, like, GameCube games that aren't multiplayer at the moment. I don't mind just taking getting something to eat and something to drink and then chilling and playing them oh yeah so, grab oh, a pizza grab a coke you mm -hmm. know spend the whole night old, old, old classic games from gamecube playstation 2 and things i'm like you know what i got time for this now i'm gonna go just chill here and just knock it out you so, know what we should do we should get a shakaroni pizza grab a bottle of uh what do you drink pepsi yeah I and drink, uh yeah. on the weekend we'll just stay up all night playing uh, gamecube games that's a good that's pretty cool yeah that's a pretty cool yeah all right, well, let's head on to your number two. 
My number two, so I've actually been wanting to get this out the way, <laughs> I think, because it's, it's good. Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes. So, essentially, Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes is a remake of the PlayStation 1 classic Metal Gear Solid. Okay, but the only difference is, the only reason why it ends up on this list, which is full of GameCube games, one, it's a remake, and two, it's exclusively for the GameCube. It even says on the box, only for GameCube. Okay, to this day, it's not been, technically it's not been remade. Hmm. So, Metal Gear Solid, as which is a really well-known franchise, as, and with a really well-known director, Hideo Kojima, it takes place on Shadow Moses Island. And what the remake did, different from the um, original, is one, you're not walking around like you're so, like some character of Roblox, okay? And two, a lot of systems are updated. You get a first person, you get first person views, it's a lot easier to aim, and the cinematics got updated from more of a, from more of a, I would say 1990 video game feel to kinda a more grainy and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of grainy to a more actual cinematic feels. Hmm. So not a, controls, um, some extra stuff was added into like the intro to Metal Gear Solid um, was completely different from the first one. It's like you're really going in alone. And the second one, you're going in alone, but you get some action music to go with it. Yeah, it makes it feel more of like a Mission Impossible vibe. Exactly. Which which is kind of what the whole game was about, is that in a way, yeah. Well, you know, one thing that I was never able to get into was the Metal Gear series, and I think it would be nice to uh, to venture into that. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you'd uh, help me out and tell me what game goes where. Yeah, the chronic, no problem. I, I don't charge for that information either. Oh, thank you. Because I'm broke. <laughs> it's like, man, I, yeah, I understand what that's like too. Enough of our personal yeah. stuff. <laughs> so yeah I got no problem telling you the chronology of the Metal Gear Solid because it can get confusing but it's there how about we save that for another episode that's a good idea actually is that chronology of Metal Gear so far uh, Metal Gear Solid the Twin Snakes it's it's a really faithful remake as well as you're adding in enough to it that it doesn't change its core as well as the gameplay core mechanics if anything anything you add into it makes it better and more entertaining and more enjoyable than just like remixing something and be like, ah, oh, this is crap. Yeah, remakes can be a very slippery slope. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. Yeah. For a good example is Halo Two. You know, the three four three remake of that is uh, very faithful to the original, and it just makes it so much more beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. See, people don't want to play when you play a remake. You want to play a remake, but you don't want to play the same thing. You want to see how they did better. Things, in a way. In, in a way, yeah. Mm-hmm. In a way, I can see what you're saying. So, all right, so now we're finally here. Before we get to the number ones, Richie, I think there are some honorable mentions we need to go through. There are. That's actually a good idea. All right, let's go with, we have five honorable mentions. So let's go with Paper Mario. Now, Paper Mario is a game I personally didn't play too much. I had it as a little kid, but I don't know. Back then... You've got RPGs, and then you've got more action games, like, say, Halo, or go Mario Sunshine. Exactly. Yeah, you've got uh, more fun games for a kid that was about eight or nine years old. Yeah. So it couldn't really hold my attention, but now that I've gone back and played it a little bit uh, as a relatively grown-up person, it was pretty fun. Okay. 
Because what what's what is it that make Paper Mario fun? Because what it has RPG mechanics in it. Oh, it's a completely RPG game. Oh, okay. So in other words, Paper Mario is the predecessor to Paper Mario to Mario RPG. Basically, mm. I mean, you'd have the Mario RPG actual game from the N sixty four. That would be the first one. But then with this one, they uh, they just wanted to do a little more of a art shift. Okay. Yeah, so that's why the whole paper thing. Right. So it was, I wouldn't say it was much of a gimmick as it was just another art form. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what can you do? Yeah. <laughs> not so. a whole lot to say about it since it's not one of my favorites. <laughs> I'm, I guess I might have to try Paper Mario out this time because I wasn't interested because I saw Paper Mario. I'm like, okay, Paper Mario. Ooh, paper. Like paper. <laughs> stuff. But then I, I heard a little bit about it. I'm like, hmm, this actually seems pretty interesting. Yeah. Things. All right. Another honorable mention we have is Zelda Collector's Edition. Oof. Currently, from what I've seen, it's I'm probably haven't looked everywhere. This game cannot be found. Okay. It's basically right at the time Wind Waker came out, they made a collector's edition for Zelda games, which were some of the best Zelda games on a console. Now, what would those games be? Those games were a demo, a demo of Wind Waker. Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, Ooh, yeah. uh, Link's Awakening, and the original Zelda for the NES, I believe. Mm-hmm. Things all about five games in one. Okay, uh, what a game! Mm-hmm. Not including the demo, but essentially what happened was you got five full games in one. That's actually where I finally got to play Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, oh, nice. and I got stuck on Ocarina of Time. Think of it, I got stuck on Ocarina of Time because I had to find a flaming arrow because apparently the fire spell would not melt the web in Ganon's castle. Um, it would not melt the web in Ganon's castle, which blocked a lock. It took like three months just to find out where that thing was. Yikes. Or it took so long that I went to Majora's Mask, beat it, then finally came back. And I kept asking my friend, hey man, where's the fire arrow? He's like, I, I completely forgot, man. And he had a strategy guide and everything, but he well, lost that. And then, he even had the cheat sheet. Uh-huh. He lost that. He's like, I completely forgot, man. Things. And then what happened also was I had access to the internet, and I didn't even look it up for some reason. Yeah, and that's I, what laziness does to a person. Yeah. I was like, crap. I could have beat the game already and stuff, but I completely spaced that. I could have just used a search engine. So where is Fire Arrow? I eventually found it, and I think I found it because there were – it's it's on top of Lake Helia, mm-hmm. and there's a riddle for it. And I'm looking at it oh, like... Oh, I think I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember exactly what mm-hmm. you're saying. I'm looking at it. I was like, what happens? It says shoot sun mm-hmm. with arrow. And eventually... I, oh, that's right. My you got to shoot the, tor- the mm-hmm. arrow through the torch to yep. the sun, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, my friend... That's right. My friend finally came over to me one day and said... After I beat Majora's Mask, which he never beat. Oh, ho, ho. bragging rights. Uh huh. He never beat. He came over to me and said, "Hey, hey, I remember how to find the fire." I'm like, "Okay." So we go to the lake. He's like, "Fire there!" And, I, and finally got it. I'm like, mm-hmm. "Finally!" But I got I I stopped when during that little hiatus. I took on Majora's Mask, and I wanted to try it because I got stuck in the beginning there too. But obviously, I got stuck in Ocarina, so I was like, "You know what? I'll just take my choices." Things I wanted to see in the trailer that was offered. For the collector's edition, what, what, at what point do you get to become a Goron sliding down a snowy hill? And eventually, I played so much that I got there, and it was such a fun game. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't have a whole lot of experience with uh, Majora's Mask, but I'll tell you, Ocarina of Time, for a while, was my top favorite Zelda game mm-hmm. of all time. I must have played that at least eight times and beaten it. And uh, I tried to go back to it recently, I think in the last three months, and I, I got stuck. Mm. I didn't know what to do. You know, I completely forgot uh, all the gameplay and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I, I remember there were important bits, but I just don't remember how to progress. And at this point, you know, I'm just a, a little lazy, like mm-hmm. I said, you know, what laziness does to people. Uh, but I do miss it, Richie. Yeah, it was yeah. a good game. And uh, our next honorable mention is Kirby Wave Racers. Kirby Wave Racers. Tell me about that. Well, you're Kirby, mm-hmm. and you're racing some waves. <laughs> <laughs> No, the the cute little pink marshmallows on a little star, and there's a bunch of other little pink, no, not pink, multicolored mush- marshmallows mm-hmm. way, uh, racing on waves. And I wouldn't say it's uh, comparable to Mario Kart, uh, and the problem I'm having right now is I don't remember a whole lot about it. I just remember that it was fun. Okay. So yeah. let's go on to our next one. Our next one is we have, so technically we have... I'm wondering if I should save this for last. Cause, okay, so we were going to add this onto the top 10 list, but we can't because technically it's a port and we're talking about GameCubes. Mm. Okay. Slippery slope. The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Legend, this would have this would have been on my number one if it weren't for the fact that it was a port. And Yeah, I got you with the technicality there. Uh-huh. Sorry, buddy. I was like, yeah, damn. It's a... Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess is was originally for the Wii when it came out and is literally one of the best Zelda games out there. In your yeah. opinion. In, in your opinion. Yeah. I, I don't share that same view, yes. although I'm not saying he's wrong for his opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's a great game. I just haven't played it yet. So in a way, Twilight Princess is the spiritual successor to Ocarina of Time. Whatever it is that Ocarina of Time started, uh, essentially Twilight Princess finished things or continued. To be more specific, you take on in this in this one, unlike Ocarina of Time, you're not Kid Link. You start off as a more older Link, and then after that, everything from the mechanics, you had sword skills, like a limited amount of sword skills. Your shield did more than just block. In fact, you could stun enemies. You had dodge mechanics. You had better dodge mechanics. Your um, if you're playing on Wii U, then you could actually aim your bow and arrow and then the story itself took place from Hyrule um, there were references tons of references to previous Zelda games it took place in Hyrule as well as an area called the Twilight Realm no, mm-hmm. not the Twilight Zone not the Twilight Zone the Twilight Realm um, you get turned into a wolf which allows you to go into the Twilight Zone which where humans cannot go or inhabit exploring those furry fantasies mm-hmm is that, um, I don't want to give too much away, but it's it's the reason why it's such a good game because there's so much. It, they took them. There hadn't been a new Zelda game, I believe, since Wind Waker, and that was like a good five to six years. Wowzer. Thanks. Um, if in if my memory is wrong on that, then that means there was no new Zelda game since the '64. Well, I'm sure people will correct you because mm-hmm. they like doing that. Yeah. So I think that's enough for honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't we go to your top GameCube game? My top GameCube game is Wind Waker. Because I couldn't pick Twilight Princess because it was important. <laughs> Thanks. When the Wind Waker is my top because... It, okay, so this was the one game I wanted as a kid. I've, I've seen the whole thing. 
Okay, I've even had a chance to play it. Alright, so I know it, so I do know it from top to bottom. But it's it's good considering I was getting so much shade for wanting to play it from some friends I used to know. They're like, oh man, Wind Waker. Uh. So, but it was a good game. Because oh, were they complaining about the art direction? Yeah, really? that's, that's the main reason. Ugh, such babies. Yeah. They're, it's yeah, a game. It's a game. Enjoy it. So, like, I looked at it, I'm like, I don't mind the art direction yeah. and things. And I watch a lot of anime, and we're very critical of that. And so, but the art direction was fine. I'm, a, I'm critical of anime as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> heckin' weeb. <laughs> yeah, weeb life. So, okay. Don't listen to it, kids. So the art direction um, didn't bother me. I liked it a lot. I was, mm -hmm. like, about 13 or 14 at the time. And when I got to play it, I was like, wow, a new Zelda game. This is great. It's so fun. Stuff. You get a new adventure. That's why I like Legend of Zelda, because you get a new adventure each time. Mm -hmm. It's nothing uh, washed, you know, mm -hmm. over and over. And then my first experience playing it was on the Collector's Edition, where they gave you, they was like, here, you play demo for about 15 minutes, and then see how far you get. Eventually, after 15 minutes, the demo finally faded off, and you go back to the menu screen. Um, Forsaken Island, one of my favorite areas. Uh... Dragon Roost Island, which has probably the most memorable theme in the entire game, uh, as well as taking on, I think it was Vulu the Dragon, hmm. however, you remember, however you mention it. So, But it was just fun. Plus, you could also pick up stuff and throw them at people. Hey, and what's not cool about a child fighting a dragon? Exactly. Yeah. So, and I was, that, 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 was, that would be my number one. And from what I've seen, it's you know pretty open world. You get into that boat and you can just sail off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you come to think of it, when you think about it, it's open world. Because you're on the seas. Mm -hmm. so. Open world without a whole lot of world. Yeah. yeah. So just a lot of ocean cover. And that was the, they brought in the element of sea travel. Yeah. So, so enough about my number one. Let's go with your number one pick. Ah, Richie. All right. So for number one, I have Mario Sunshine. Ah, good, good pick. Yeah. Talk about a game that's been with me for my entire life, man. I will tell you. That's got to be in my top five games of all time, yeah. really. Because, uh, I don't know, just from the story to the gameplay to even the uh, the, the, the sounds, you know, mm -hmm. the sound direction it went in. The, the uh, I'd say some of the, the GameCube games have the best soundtracks out there. Yeah. Because um, they're, they're just legendary. Yeah, I mean, they're so good. And uh, I remember... When I was little, I couldn't get past a certain point. Uh, I couldn't get past the Mecha Bowser for a while. Yeah, and uh, when I finally did, it was such a shock to me to see Bowser Jr. as the little, um, the the Shadow Mario. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that was a shock. Spoiler alert. Oh, well, the game's been out for <laughs> how long, Richie? It's the, yeah. Yeah, so, spoiler alert here and there. Um, that was a fun time, and then uh, actually unlocking Yoshi after years and years of trying. Wait, what? Spoiler alert, you know, yet again. Yeah, I swear I didn't know about unlocking Yoshi. Wait, what do you get to do with Yoshi again? Well, you get to ride him. Okay. Yeah, and then you get, I don't think you punch him this time, but, yes. you know, he can uh, move his little tongue and eat enemies. And I swear I had no idea about this. Really? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't even know Yoshi was even in factored in yeah so instead of water he actually shoots juice which uh you know there's a bunch of fruit around mm -hmm. he eats that and uh yeah you know you can unlock a, a couple other things with that and uh i'll say some of the puzzles in that game are pretty hard some of the uh some of the platforming mm -hmm. i remember there was this uh one level where you're in the skies and you're on this little waterway and you have to step on a leaf 
and uh, the uh, you, you you go the direction in which you shoot, and you have to shoot backwards. Okay. So you can't really see where you're going, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, you, you have to stop and shoot, stop and shoot, and it's just I couldn't get past it mm-hmm. for the life of me. You know, if if anyone can, I'll probably give you five bucks just to you know if you give me gameplay video, uh, footage of you doing that. So I good. doubt that anybody can. I just, yeah, that's, that's probably I just, lost five bucks right there. I just got a recording card, yes. So I'm gonna just, just yeah. Can I borrow Mario Sunshine? There we go. I, I guess yeah. you can. <laughs> I'm gonna Thanks. owe you five bucks. Speaking, eventually. <laughs> speaking of Mario Sunshine, that was the first like literal successor to like Mario sixty four. Oh yeah. Like Mario sixty four for the as Mario sixty four the N sixty for the N sixty four. Was it's a whole lot of sixty fours. Yeah, it is a lot of sixty fours. As it was, the adventure version of Mario for the N sixty four. Yeah, yeah. The three D adventure for that console. Because I'm to say N sixty four. I'd say you 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 can call it the flagship Mario for mm-hmm. that whole console. Yeah, and then Mario Sunshine would be considered that for GameCube. Yes. Yeah, and that's 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 what it looked like to me. Because when I got to play Mario Sunshine for a brief moment but I'm like this is so fun I, I really enjoy this it's like Mario 64 but brought into the current generation at that time at that time yeah So, but damn. and it was just so colorful too. it was yeah and it was just so fun to delve into those worlds and those those areas you know I'm just talking about it makes me want to play it again even though I just beat it last month I mean this is what it, this Mario Sunshine is what an adventure on the beach looks like mm-hmm. like a Pretty real much. yeah that, that Mario on vacation uh huh so hustling never stops yeah alright those mark our top fives or in total our top tens plus honorable mentions things thank you for checking us out thunder and lightning yeah thunder and lightning thunder and lightning you're just a storm over here so thanks for checking us out you can check out our YouTube page at LGE Division and uh, you can the... check out our Instagram at mm-hmm. LGE Division yep pretty simple with the names aren't we mm-hmm. yeah. and our Facebook page same thing, LGE Division. Yep. Hit that like, subscribe button over there. And thanks for listening. And we will see you guys later. Bye-bye. Later.